Welcome into No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Joe Zolo. Joining me, as always, Joshua Hudson and Ryan Weiss. But who cares about them? The real guest here is none other than... It is my time. Is none other than the leader of the quad squad, Luke Sawhook. Luke, how you Take doing, Take over man? the show, Luke. We're out. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Do I actually need to... Uh, for my one of my redraft teams this year, I need to make a quad squad team. I need to so bad. I need to make like sit down, make a list, and uh, draft the team. There you go. It'd it. be amazing. I think it actually would be on paper. That'd be a good team. You got like Saquon, Najee, um, Mike Davis. That one hey, picture of him. I'm saying if AJ Dillon can pull one twenty-five to one forty-five carries, you're going to be in pretty good shape at running there back go. at least. There we go. What wide receivers are on the quad squad? DK yeah. Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf. AJ Brown, maybe. Yeah. Hey, that's a good team right there. Who's quarterback? Yeah, any receiver that played at Ole Miss. Who is quarterback? Cam Newton. (laughs) Oh, wow, that's tough. (laughs) Luke, Luke, you just lost all 16 I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm saying you might be the QB for the Take it back, Luke. Take it back. (laughs) I don't know, man. Ben Roethlisberger stick with two Cs. He probably has some hams down there. I don't know if he's on the quad squad. He's on IR of the quad squad. He's on on the jelly donut diet. That doesn't doesn't build out the quads. Hey, he's not drinking beer this offseason. I saw that from a beer reporter yesterday. I think, I I don't know if I liked it. It was on Steelers Depot yesterday. I saw it. It was from from one of their beer reporters that said, like, Ben's in, like, the best shape of his life or something. And, like, (laughs) there was a report that came out that claimed he was drinking beer every day and, like, just doing whatever the hell. And they, uh, he is like, no, I'm not drinking beer at all this offseason. I don't know. Classic wow. analysis. Wow. What a guy. You know, if you only drink seltzer, you can lose like 50 pounds like our, uh, our friend Josh did. Didn't work out at all. Just stopped drinking beer. All the bubbles fizzled away the fat. It was amazing. Um, truly lemonades, baby. Truly lemonade. Truly get out us for a sponsorship. Also, real quick, just to hype me up a little bit. Luke said this intro is nuts. It was. Um, that was fire. That intro, that video intro. Did you make that or did you get all some? Joe? All me. Dude, that is nasty. Seriously, that was really Thanks, good. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, and AROP25, I don't know who this is, so welcome to the show. Water and liquor is all you need. Oh, that's my says, boy. That's my boy, Austin. What's up? Oh, well, uh, well, our boy, Austin, welcome to the show. Water and liquor is all you need. And just say no, no liquor, but I've only drank water for a three months now and i am down 45 pounds let's so. go I mean, liquor is Big mostly time. water anyway so yeah just a little let's, distilled let's, yeah. just a little distillation <laughs> get you a little tipsy luke doesn't know about liquor he's too young that's right that's correct um, how did we get where we are right now? <laughs> well in mexico i i was gonna try a bunch of stuff i uh, only got the free drinks at the pool okay. i uh yeah. I was, I kept saying I was going to try beer for a video for Twitter, but I kept forgetting. And that would have been fantastic. I, fantastic content. I would have hated it. Unpopular problem. opinion. Beer is gross. Drink rum. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. Un- unpopular, unpopular opinion. Beer and rum are gross. Drink fruity drinks. I'm with Joe on this one so far. Yeah. See? All right. Bye, Josh. Bye, Ryan. Thanks thanks for coming on this week. I'm going to talk Titans-Seahawks-Steelers with Luke here. No, we're going to start with the Titans here. Yeah. Um. Man, I like I want to find the good in teams. No, no. Where's the Where's the fun in that? Why give teams any props for the shit that they built? And we just tear them down. Okay. <laughs> what? what kind Sorry. of mentality is that, bro? What kind of mentality is that? Luke, you know, who wants to listen to a podcast with the host? The, well, the these Luke. are the three teams that Joe loves to dig into. The three most, I would say. How do I want to put this? The three teams that tend to be the most successful that Joe loves to dig into Ooh. is this show. It just wow. happened. They fell this way. So. I mean, I'll listen. I'll just listen. Go ahead, Joe. Tear him, tear him up. 
Okay, all right. Well, well, we'll start with the Tennessee Titans, who completely neglected the defensive side of the football this season. Um, what? Uh, he's an IDP guy, Luke, so he cares yeah. about defense. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Big, big IDP. All right. IDP. I'm an IDP champion. <laughs> one one fourteenth of the credit. One fourteenth of the credit. Also one fourteenth. Uh he because I helped him in one week. Girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, um, Luke, I like your friend, honestly. Let's get, let's <laughs> get him. Let's get him he's, he's great. All right. So upsides here for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan, you have Ryan Tannehill not playing name favorites at all. Ryan there. sticks together. Um, Josh, you have Always. Anthony Ferkser. Um, did you did you mean to like? Did you have a stroke and accidentally type Anthony Ferkser in that hey. in that spot? Or no, no, I, I did Ferkser it on purpose. purpose. Oh, did it on purpose. Okay, cool, 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 cool. It's very cool. Cheap. Um, you both well, you both successfully put Julio Jones as your downside. So congratulations for getting. Which, one, if right? I'm not mistaken, Julio's actually been a downside twice this offseason for two different teams now yes. that i think about it yes <laughs> epic downside epic downside are we just saying for like the upside downside things i'm not too sure exactly how these work so is it are these players mm-hmm. really high upside on the team and players with a lot of like like a like based a on a, an average based on and expectations so, okay. gotcha. that's what i figured i was exactly. sure yep uh trust fall is pretty self-explanatory who you trust yep. the most and well who wouldn't trust the quads of derrick henry uh, oh man, that guy's a legend. A legend, legend, legend in the quad community. Oh yeah. Um, and the rookie to watch, Des Fitzpatrick. Uh, by default. Yeah, no, um, no choice there. Uh, Joe Sleeper, by default, is Josh Reynolds. Yeah, and you your sleeper too, if you wanted, I guess. Yeah, so I try not to repeat. Uh, I try, I try to keep them separate. Also, don't draft Josh Reynolds. Uh, he's bad <laughs> at the game of football. So, but he's the only person that can be considered a sleeper. So, um, in, what? Maybe. Darrington Evans, if you're on that train, people on Twitter love him. He's a man. Yeah. Of- oh, let's go. Darrington Evans going to take all the carries away from Derrick Henry. I am so excited. <laughs> he's going to steal Derrick Henry's job. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm going to draft Darrington Evans and Cole Komet on both of my teams and run the table. That's <laughs> that's what I'm excited for. You're, hey, are you a Cole Komet hater too? Am I Cole Komet hater? Yes. Are you kidding me? I didn't know. Oh my God, Luke. Joe, he, Joe's the downside of this show. Oh my God. Yeah, yes. yeah he seems like he's like the stormy clouds. He's the negative Nancy. That's what makes it interesting. That's no, interesting. Ryan's the dad. I'm the dad. Ryan's the dad. Oh, Ryan's yeah. the dad. Like yeah, I put a lot of time into this dad mustache. Don't, yeah. don't, don't take it. It away. is. Jo- <laughs> Josh is the creepy uncle that we. That we just have to invite <laughs> the parties because he's related. Um, and then my IDP is Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, I don't like Kevin Byard. I really think he's very overrated. And the rest of their defense is garbage. So congratulations, Jeffrey Simmons. You made it on the list. I do like Jeffrey Simmons. He's just not a starter on your team. Um, unless you're in a league that starts like three defensive tackles or even two defensive tackles because he is listed as a DT. Um He's not he's not a starter, but he's a great backup guy if he gets um you know if he has a great matchup, which he plays Jacksonville twice a year, so and Houston twice a year, so he'll have four good matchups for you that you might be able to slide him go. into. There you go. All right, Luke, you picked Derrick Henry and AJ Brown as your two guys to watch. I the, did uh, the, for two different reasons. So Derrick Henry, I uh, I think he is as solid as it comes. He is rock solid in my rankings. I think he's my RB three or four this year. I love Derrick Henry. I just think that he is 
I try to avoid risk early on in my fantasy football drafts. And I think that Derrick Henry has about as a carved out role as it comes for fantasy football. I think we're going to see him, you know, dominate the, the load of the running game for Tennessee this season once again. Uh, but the thing to watch for him is how involved he is in the offense with the addition of Julio Jones. I do think that the offense is still going to lean more towards a run first efficient passing attack and not a pass heavy with a, a balanced running game. Um, but the addition of Julio Jones with A.J. Brown is nothing to sneeze at. And I do think it is possible we see an uptick in passing opportunities opposed to the rushing in Tennessee. So it is quite possible that early on we could see Derrick Henry take a slight hit in his rushing totals. And if that's the case, I would be looking to trade him early if that happens, uh, just because people would still like to get him early. So maybe you could like, get out early is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just keeping an eye on him early on in the season. And then my second one is A.J. Brown. Uh, just because, I mean, I love A.J. Brown. He's extremely talented. I think he is the future, like, dominant, dominant wide receiver one in the NFL for a long, long time. Uh, but the addition of Julio Jones alongside him really puts a lot of uh, questions into his upside for this season for me. And I'm just really curious as the target share amounts go to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones uh, and what that relationship looks like early on in the season. Well, Julio's hamstrings magically healed since he went to Tennessee. <laughs> so, you know, 100 150 targets minimum for Julio Jones. Absolutely. If if fantasy Twitter had their word in it. Absolutely. Um, Just send them all to Julio. Send them all to Julio. Right. Yeah, all to Julio. Ryan and Josh, I'll, I'll let you chime in on, on a couple of uh, his points, whoever wants to go for it. Well, it looks like Josh is the gentleman. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, the one thing you hit on, I, I do think they're going to throw the ball more. I was looking at their total play calls, and so last year they definitely leaned run, and we expect them to lean run. But what's funny is if you go back to 2019, another huge Derrick Henry year, it's not much, but they were more of a 50-50 team. They also ran a ton fewer plays than what they ran last year. I'm expecting the same pace of offense, but I think they are going to lean pass. I think Julio Jones coming in signaled that. And I, I think there's still going to be plenty for Henry. I'm not a Henry hater. I'm not even a Julio hater. I do agree he's an injury risk. But all in all, it's all roses for me. Um, Ryan Tannehill is my QB4, mainly because wow, Tannehill that is high. Tannehill provides Tannehill. good rushing upside. He now has two solid receivers. He didn't. He doesn't even need Julio Jones to score touchdowns, which we all know Julio Jones doesn't score touchdowns. Julio he needs someone too. to catch the ball when it's thrown to him and get big yards. I think that's where it's going to be interesting is the yardage that Julio brings to the table. But another thing Julio brings to the table is going to be offensive pass interference calls down near the end zone, which are going to lead to Derrick Henry touchdowns too. So. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I, I do have a question, though, about your ranking of Tannehill that high. Yeah. Uh, who do you have him ranked over? Because that top that top five group is pretty elite. Uh, so very simply, uh, Kyler Murray is my one. I, I think his yeah. rushing upside tear, tears him to yeah. the top. Patrick Holmes is my two. Josh Allen's my three. And then Ryan Tannehill. So I have him, uh, the, the big okay. names I have him ahead of are Lamar, Dak, and Russell Wilson, who we'll talk about Ooh, later. Oh, so. yeah. Dak, Dak over Tannehill all day for me, personally. He's my QB three this now. Season. Keep in mind, I'm not saying they're both on the board. You should reach for Tannehill. Part of Tannehill's upside is the fact yeah. that he's not going off the board till the QB eleven. Yeah, so sure. you can wait and get Tannehill versus having to take Dak in the fifth round. No, I love Tannehill. I think he's my QB seven or eight. I, I have him higher than most. I, I would say, but uh, four is the highest I've seen him. So, Ryan, I'm hoping that works out for you, sir. I, me as well. <laughs> oh. Josh? Yeah, Tannehill's going to be kind of in my 7-8 range, too. I still have uh, Green Bay, Buffalo, uh, Kansas City, and Tampa left to stat out. So those are there's still some pretty good quarterbacks on those teams. But right yeah, now I have Tannehill. Literally all of them. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, all all four of those quarterbacks could, could possibly end up finishing. Yeah. yeah. 
because I have Tannehill as my QB five minus those four teams. So uh, I think he'll probably slot in probably in that seven, eight range, I think. But uh, for me, it's, and again, I agree with the upside on, on Tannehill, but I think like, you know, when you're, when you're really looking like upside pop, like Ferkser's going is like tight end 20 something. And again, we're talking about a, a, an uptick in targets there's some value there in that distribution because I don't think all of it's going strictly to AJ Brown, all of it going strictly to Julio Jones. We know it's not going to Derrick Henry that much. We do know, but one thing I was looking at. Yeah. Right. (laughs) One thing I did notice when I was going through and looking at the projections and looking at the history of Todd Downing, who's now the new offensive coordinator. One thing that he did in his one stop in, in Oakland, when he was calling plays with the Raiders, he threw to the running backs quite a bit but it was very distributed out. Like it wasn't just to Marshawn Lynch. Um, well, it's staring to Nevin season. Uh-oh. Could very well be. Uh, I wouldn't say that he's going to, again, I don't think he's going to get all of them too, because look at uh, when you look at Jeremy McNichols, his history at Boise state, he caught a lot of passes too. Took him a few years to really latch on to a team here in the NFL, but it looks like he has with Tennessee. So I don't think I, I really, what I think is ultimately going to happen. You're going to see anywhere between 30 and 40 targets for Evans and McNichols both. And then you're going to see probably like 28 to 32 or so for Derrick Henry. Cause that just seems to be the MO there. But again, that still leaves plenty of piece of the pie for Ferkser still leaves plenty pieces of the pie for Julio Jones, as well as AJ Brown. And the thing with AJ Brown is it's all about efficiency. I mean, you talk about just the total number of touches that he has garnered through his first two years in this league. He has, uh, 125 touches the last two years and a 16% efficiency at scoring touchdowns out of 125 touches, 20 touchdowns. You don't see that among wide receivers in the NFL right now. That's just astronomical. His efficiency. He has an insane take it to the house ability. Yeah. And like, I, and and we all thought like, all right, that efficiency has got to go down, right? His yards per reception did go down last year from like the 20 or whatever it was his rookie year down to 15.1. But I can't imagine that that 15.1 doesn't go up when you have a Hall of Fame talent like Julio Jones next to you. So he's still going to keep the targets and the receiving yards. And what I like about him is with those high YPR, he still catches over over 60% of the balls thrown his way, and you don't see that a lot with guys with high yards per reception. Um, You can typically see those drop into the 55 range. If he keeps catching 60% of the balls thrown his way, and now he can't necessarily have a safety over the top, you could see everything go up for him. So th- this is interesting because I didn't know where A.J. Brown actually was in ADP, according to Fantasy Pros. And I've heard a lot of people put A.J. Brown as their legitimate wide receiver one. He's my wide receiver one in standard, not in PPR. In standard. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I said that too when he said that, Luke. Yeah, Brian, you're insane, but I love you so much. <laughs> what a backhanded compliment that was. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is interesting. So AJ Brown is wide receiver seven yep. right now in ADP on Fantasy Pros. We're gonna have my rankings. We're gonna. I think you said you have him at three, but we're gonna play the game show of Club Fantasy. Would you rather, Luke? You've never heard of this game before. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> no, Would never you rather. Brand new game invented on the show yep. called Would You Rather. So this is gonna be obviously. Who do you want as your first receiver? That that's literally that's what it is. My wide receiver one. 
cool. Wide receiver one. Your wide receiver one. And I am only I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the six names ahead of AJ Brown and the one name after him. All right. Because I think after that it's it's what it's worth, AJ Brown is my wide receiver nine in PPR rankings. Wow. All right. Well, here we go. You're you're insane, but I love you, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) So so, so here we go. We'll start at wide receiver one, work our way down to six, and then jump A.J. Brown at seven and talk about number eight. Cool. Go ahead. All right. I don't want an explanation. I just want an answer. Who would you rather have as your wide receiver one, A.J. Brown or Tyreek Hill? Luke. Tyreek Hill. Josh. Yeah, I haven't statted Tyreek, but yeah, I think it would lean Tyreek at that point. Ryan. Tyreek. A.J. Brown. Um, A.J. Brown or Devontae Adams? Devontae Luke. Adams, for sure. Josh. Adams, and I don't care who his quarterback is. Ryan? Brown, and I don't care who Adams' quarterback is. (laughs) Okay, that's insane. So if Aaron Rodgers was there, you would rather have A.J. Brown than Devontae Adams? By a lot. Why? Devontae Adams. (laughs) (laughs) It's less passing volume, and Julio Jones is not next to him. Well, Julio Jones being next to A.J. Brown actually helps A.J. Brown. I disagree. Oh, 100% helps AJ. AJ Brown was going to get double teamed this entire season. Now he's going to get one on one coverage. That's fair. I don't know. I just don't think the volume will be there enough to surpass a guy like Devontae. Oh, I, think, I think people are forgetting about how hard touchdown regression is going to hit Green Bay. We were all so keen on touchdown regression hitting the Chiefs two years ago, and it happened. It's about to smash Green Bay with a hammer. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll smash Green Bay with a hammer, but I mean, it, I understand that Adams isn't going to score 18 touchdowns again, but I think no. it's what three of the last four seasons he's had over 10 touchdowns. Yeah, I was going to so say he's still thing. going to score a ton of touchdowns. It's going he's to regress touchdown. for everybody else. Yeah, he's a Massive. touchdown machine. He always has been. Um, I thought we all thought Aaron Jones is going to have touchdown regression too last season, and he did not. But I mean, Rodgers is going to be the one who's going to have touchdown regression though for yeah. sure. So he's going to have Fair zero enough. sitting on the bench. So. Yeah, and I, yeah. Josh, uh, to your point, you said you'd rather have Adams, um, no matter who the quarterback is, quarterback is. If Adams uh, did not have Aaron Rodgers, I would rather have AJ Brown. If Devontae, he's my okay. Devontae right now, assuming Aaron Rodgers is playing, is my wide receiver one for the season. If um, if Rodgers does not play, I would bump him down to wide receiver ten. I don't know if I have the Rodgers risk baked in for me. I have Adams at five. I he's not way behind Brown. He's literally three fantasy points behind Brown. But I'd rather have Brown. Wow, Ryan, the yeah. audacity of you to choose AJ. Where to go, Ryan? Three fantasy points. God. I have Adams about 13 fantasy points above AJ Brown in my projection. So it's all close. 13. Yeah. Let's go. Keep it rolling, all right. Joe. All right. AJ Brown or Stefan Diggs, Luke? Diggs by far for me. Josh. Yeah, that's another one I haven't statted out yet, but I, I have to think it would be Diggs. Ryan. Diggs is my wide receiver one. Diggs. Uh, I like that. I like that. AJ Brown or DeAndre Hopkins? Luke. Hopkins. Josh. Hopkins, but it is close. It's Ryan. not good. Hopkins is my wide receiver too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would I, I would go Hopkins as well. I just I'm I don't know why Cliff Kingsbury scares me, and I feel like there's gonna be like five games where DeAndre Hopkins just doesn't get the ball. <laughs> I don't he just the fucking nut ass of a brain. Well, according to Ryan, it'll be those are the AJ Green weeks. Right. Yeah. Luke, oh, no, Ryan, you're in on AJ Green. Oh, my week. gosh. How are you not? I no. am all in on AJ <laughs> Green. Washed. 
Oh my God, Luke, get out of here. Get out, Luke. You are officially uninvited from future shows. My goodness, <laughs> Luke, I got your back, buddy. I'm I'm off the AJ Green train. Okay, okay, hey, if Luke. Luke, Luke. Your Cardinals fans think he's washed. He's washed. That's Luke, that's my that's Luke. Being on Josh's train is the wrong train to be on every single time. If no. if the Cardinals offense fails, which is funny because I know Joe is with me with AJ Green, but if the Cardinals offense fails, which I'm thinking Joe would say is likely to happen, my fantasy teams are going to be a wreck because I have <laughs> Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and AJ Green on just about every... Now, I don't plan on having to use love, AJ Green, but... I love Kyler and Hopkins. I would much rather roster... Uh, the. What's the name? The rookie Ronda. I would much rather have Rondale more than AJ Green on my fantasy team this you season. Are, you are smoking. I don't know, I don't smoke, know about dude. that. I, I think gun to my head, I'd probably take AJ Green over Rondale more. But I'd rather have Rondale more. I, I wouldn't have either of them, honestly. All right. Well, it's it's going to be hilarious when AJ Green is a top 36 wide receiver this season. It's going to be. Yes. Go for it. It's gonna be and it'll be depressing funny. when he only plays six games. And he's still a top. He's still a top thirty-six. Think about how good those six games were. <laughs> oh wow. Mm. Okay, uh, AJ Brown or DK Metcalf, Luke. Ooh, uh, AJ Brown. Josh. I would prefer the consistency of AJ Brown, but I do have DK Metcalf higher in my rankings. Ryan, I'll take AJ Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown there. AJ Brown or Calvin Ridley, Luke. Ridley by far. He's my wide receiver three. Wow, Josh. Ridley by far. He's my wide receiver one as of now. Ryan. AJ Brown. I I I'm I'm impartial. Ryan. I'm I, I like Calvin Ridley. How um, dare you? Cal- Calvin Ridley carried me in a couple leagues last year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give the nod to Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Um, I like him too. Yeah, I if love If I Ridley. could have both, I would choose both. Correct. So all of those receivers. Honestly, you probably couldn't. Yeah, I was gonna say it actually might work out. Let me. I, I, Joe, do you, um, do you have any more? Or are you done with that game? I have one more. Okay, after, I'll say what I'm going to say after. Go ahead. So all those receivers I just mentioned were being drafted on average above A.J. Brown. This is the only guy being drafted after him. Well, obviously there's plenty of guys, but the only guy that we're going to talk about. A.J. Brown or Justin Jefferson, Luke? I knew that was going to be your next one. Uh, Justin Jefferson for me. I'm not even a huge Jefferson guy, but I'd rather have Justin Jefferson. Josh? I have Jefferson three and a half points higher in my projections. Okay. So there's that. Okay, Ryan? AJ Brown. Shocker. So, <laughs> one guy I have above AJ Brown right now in my rankings. I don't think I'm going to say I don't think any of you will. I'm big on him this season. Well, I can guarantee I don't, but let's hear. <laughs> I, I probably do if it is who I think it is, Luke, but go ahead. Well, I don't know, Josh, but we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, I have Terry McLaurin higher than AJ Brown this season. Ooh, that's spicy. I love Terry. I think that Fitzmagic is just going to unlock him yeah. this year. I'm 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 calling a big breakout for him. He's my wide receiver six. Also, I played say Keenan Allen. I played that game last year. I while I still adore everything about Terry McLaurin, and will have him on many fantasy teams if the ADP stops dropping, starts dropping. I did a big article for Football Guys on McLaurin, and I am I've scared myself off of Terry McLaurin. Scare yourself back in. Well, at, at wide receiver 12 ADP, I'm scared off. Oh, I, I think it's an over. Fright yourself the other way. Yeah. The yeah. one, the one receiver you didn't mention, Joe, that I have above AJ Brown is Michael Thomas. I also have him above Michael Thomas. Garbage. I one spot. He's my wide receiver eight. Brown's eight. Uh, wide receiver nine. Garbage. I need to re- like right now. 
until I know who the quarterback is, I yep. was I I've I statted the Saints out as if Jameis was the quarterback, but I was still tentative. If they were to come out and be like Jameis is the quarterback, I think he's not gonna jump to AJ Brown, let me be clear. But I, I would like Thomas better than what I like him right he's now. He's still a target hog, no matter how you slice it. So, no, I still love I mean, my I, he's probably not going to top AJ Brown in touchdowns, but he's going to have more receptions and he could very well have more yards. I, the way that I statted him, I gave Jameis 10 starts and Taysom Hill 7. I figured oh, I'd split it down the line and see and what happens. you still have Thomas above Brown? Yep. Well, Again, Luke. Yes. Luke. I mean, at the end of the day, outside of Kamara, who the fuck are they throwing to? Let's be real. Uh, Adam Troutman. Uh, again, yeah. Luke. Luke, yeah. Josh's train is the wrong train to be on. Just by that statement alone. Bro, I, I said he said he has MT above too. So. Yeah, who said I'm on Josh's train? What if Josh is on my train? But but hold on, but hold on. If Luke is thinking Jameis Winston's the full starter, I hope story. I have a best Twitter that I'll eat blazing wings on a live. All stream. I know is Sean Payton wants to make Taysom Hill a thing. Yeah, I, I know. To God, I'm sorry. If you're watching. Don't do it. Don't do it, Sean. I say I get better. every day. I get. I basically give Taysom Hill one more start because <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is. <laughs> we should already know. You're what gonna run you out doing? of starts to give him then. Ryan. Taysom Hill's gonna end this offseason with 63 starts at the QB one for sure. So, dude, listen, I, I just think that I really am a Jameis Winston apologist. Oh, I am as well. Apologist. I, you don't. Throw it for that many touchdowns and lead the NFL in passing yards on accident. Sure, he threw a ton of interceptions, but cut those down in like half. He's a well freaking good NFL quarterback. Well, while I do enjoy Jameis, I will say Bruce Arians has way more to do with that than anything else because yeah, he just did it again with 48-year-old Tom Brady. So that's fair. I just think that Jameis Winston deserves another shot to be a starter quarterback because I think he has the talent. Completely yet. agree. Good. Completely agree. And, I understand that Taysom can do a lot of things for the Saints offense that Jameis couldn't as far as gadgety and running kind of plays. But if I'm in a playoff game and I want a quarterback, I want Jameis Winston. I, don't, I want the guy who can drive the ball down well, the Well, I mean, field. the Saints made that decision. They ran that trick play for Jameis and scored that touchdown in a playoff right. game. And he so, yeah. the throw. I just think that Jameis deserves another shot. I wanted the Steelers to get him really bad, actually. I wonder I, if it's a thing where like Sean Payton has said too much about how much he loves Taysom Hill. And now he feels like he has to validate himself because these egos on these coaches, he, it would be foolish for him to yeah. back off. And I say foolish. I don't think it would be, it would be the right move, but for him to save face, it could be that. So Sean, yeah. Sean Payton's the least egotistical head coach in the NFL. Come on. Now. Right. Yeah. God. Right. Okay. We probably should keep moving on here, boys. Yeah. Yep. Show. We spent half an hour on the Titans. <laughs> All right, we're gonna spend. What's like, your What's your heart out, Luke? Let's do it. Dude. When When do you need off of here? Uh, I don't know. Okay, never. Well, really. Let's Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Okay, we're gonna spend like ten seconds on the Seahawks here. Um, <laughs> legitimately, we're gonna spend like ten seconds on this team. Are you just gonna uh, cut real quick? Yeah, just cut them up. Uh, upside. Uh, Ryan, you have Chris Carson. Josh, you have Gerald Everett. Damn, I wonder how I started the show with Josh. I I really wonder. How I started the show. Yeah, it's all about ADP, man. What I found interesting is how similar these two teams are, the Titans and the Seahawks, because it's the rookie wide receiver having to climb the depth chart. It's the sleeper tight end. It's it's a lot of the same stuff. But anyway, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Downside, you both have DK Metcalf. Uh, that's just straight ADP. Yeah. Um, trust fall. Ryan, you have Russell Wilson. Josh, you have Chris Carson. Rookie like to watch. That. You both have Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, my sleeper. Don't draft him. It's Freddie Swain. Um, 
he may Ew. pull like one or two David Moore type games. So if you can guess those David Moore type games, congratulations. There He's go. definitely a best ball or a DFS type play. I would He's say. Yeah. Ball kind of guy. Yeah. I, I, I don't I even like know that. that he's a best ball guy. <laughs> like I've done so many best ball drafts and he has not been on my radar one time. Well, so I, I like, I like what Josh said. DFS. If there's a really good matchup. Yes. Uh, DFS. Yep. I like that. Um, and my IDP, see, I, I always tell everyone, I don't want to repeat guys year after year. Bobby Wagner will be repeated. Hard not to repeat with Wagner. Uh, yeah, Bobby yeah. Wagner will be repeated until the day he decides to hang him up because Bobby Wagner is the best thing that the Seahawks have ever done. Not even close. Is he still killing it for IDP? Yes, he is still, still a top, top 10. 10 linebacker. Yeah, him. KJ Wright's still up there, too. I've been doing a lot of research because I'm in an IDP draft right now. But surprisingly, and Joe, I know you like him as well. Jamal Adams and the right scoring, if you have to start a DB, Smokes. is a beast. So. Smokes. If you're sack about he- Jamal Adams. If, if you're sack heavy with Jamal Adams. Jamal yeah, because he's not getting any interceptions. No, he's not getting any interceptions. It's so weird how poor of a coverage uh, DB he is. He's, he's a sellout. He just wants the big hit, the big play. So Yeah. yeah Perfect for Seattle. What a yep. sellout. Yeah. God, makes all that Not money. that kind of sellout. He yeah, sells out on <laughs> No, but yeah, it's a good point, Ryan. Jamal Jamal Adams is is good as well. But, but Bobby, I'm never going to see. If it's IDP, you mentioned Bobby Wagner. Bo- Bobby Wagner to. will forever reign supreme. I that. agree. And that Seahawks defense will probably go down as the best Seattle Seahawks defensive player of all time. If if he isn't already, in all honesty. Um Luke, you're two players were Dwayne Eskridge and Tyler Lockett. So I'm just going to let you talk about them, maybe rip apart a couple of things we've said, and then uh, we'll move on to the Steelers. Let's do it. So first up, actually, I'm going to do Tyler Lockett first. So Tyler Lockett interests me a lot this season. I think he's really safe. But at the same time, I'm keeping an eye on him and how he performs this new offense because they do have a new offense. And um, I wrote an article about Dwayne Eskridge for Fantasy Pros News Desk uh, about a month or two ago. And... They said that the offensive, their new offense is looking to be a lot like the Rams, and that's why they drafted Dwayne Eskridge because they want to keep three wide receivers on the field a lot. And that just really fascinates me with how the offense is going to move with the dynamic with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now Dwayne Eskridge. So I'm keeping my eye on Tyler Lockett and seeing just like if his role changes or if it's the Tyler Lockett of past. I'm just keeping an eye on him in like the first two or three weeks, uh, seeing if anything changes there. And then Dwayne Eskridge, I just I honestly think that Dwayne Eskridge is one of my more favorite rookie sleepers these days uh just because like i said i think he's gonna be on the field a ton and i feel like he has a really fun skill set that the seahawks can mess with and i feel like he might get some good good old-fashioned manufactured touches um so i think he might be a really nice waiver wire play in the season if things start going well so i'm keeping an eye on him as well ryan josh anything i feel like the hate on tyler lockett's gotten a little bit too much um yeah at this point, he's fallen all the way to wide receiver 21. I understand there's consistency issues, but if I can play Tyler Lockett as my wide receiver two and wide receiver three in 10-team leagues, I'm A-OK with that. You easily can get him at three, I think. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the big difference between this year and last year is that Metcalf and Lockett were going, like, back-to-back yep. because we just all kind of felt that they were going to be that way, and ultimately that's really where they finished. Um but it, it's all about consistency. I mean, Tyler Lockett is not consistent. Like, you're starting him, and he's scoring less than 10 points every freaking week. But the reason you're still starting him is because that 50. 30, 40, 50-point blow-up is coming. You just don't know when. 
Yeah. So that's that's really why I I tend to fade Tyler Lockett. It's not because I don't like him as a player. I do. Yeah. But again, it's just that's a lot easier to stomach as your wide receiver too than it was as your yeah. wide receiver. Oh, absolutely. 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 But I mean, he's still going as your wide receiver too last year. Yeah, you, I mean, Luke, year, you, you me, just hit it on the head, though. Uh, Luke said best ball. That's where you get all oh, of the – Lockett is all about best ball. Yeah. Absolutely, sure. yeah. I'd be drafting Lockett very early in best ball if I – Yep. Played oh, yeah, same. He's a great wide receiver, play. too, to have in best ball. Just you can just stack all those late guys to pair with him. To be honest, if I like to – if I can get Kelsey in the first round and then go running back with my next two to three picks and get Lockett as my one in best ball, I'm good with it. Cause then I'll just build sure. a roster of seven to eight wide receivers and I'm going to get those you big know, Lockett games to be able to uh, protect it on the back. On any of my pods, I haven't really got to break down my redraft, like draft strategy, I guess this season yet, but I'm really liking heavy running back and or heavy tight end and then heavy running back early and yep. then pounding wide receivers in the middle rounds. Um, because I uh, dude, you can get three like fringe RB ones or like top 15 running backs in the first three rounds. Like it's nasty. Like I've had a draft where I got like McCaffrey, Najee and like a guy like Cam Akers or something like that. I, I mean, that was pretty lucky, but like examples like that have happened where you can just get off to a disgusting start uh, and uh, uh, doing that all day long this year. Uh, I'll back up Luke's claim. Cause I did that last year. I drafted Dalvin cook, Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. One, two, three. Ended up with Robert Woods, DK Metcalf, exactly. and Cortland Sutton. I think. Dude. Well, I know we're not gonna we're not gonna and talk Kyler much about Murray. Okay, so. we're not gonna talk much about him, but Chris Carson going as running back twenty one is robbery. Absurd. Um, Amazing. Absurd. And that's why he's my trustful. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say he's the reason you can take Travis Kelsey in round one, Darren Waller or George Kittle in round two because you can pass on a a stud running back there and then still get a stud running back two rounds later in Carson. He makes up that gap that is going to let you get one of the three tight ends. Josh, in in all honesty, you could have put Chris Carson as your upside at that point. No, no, I absolutely could. Yeah. But I mean, the fact of the matter is he still misses games. No. And so it's just, it's hard to say, yeah, this guy is going to be a top 12 this year. And that's where I just, that's where I don't see the upside because he just, he's not, healthy all the time he's always missing games which again i get it's the running back position it's a very volatile position so that's why i trust him to be exactly what he is he is an upside rb2 with like low rb1 potential it's just he doesn't regularly hit that and that's why he's going where he's going consistently sure and for me i have zero issue taking him at that spot because i know exactly what i'm getting I like Love it. it. Easy. I'm with it. Uh, like I said, not even 10 minutes on the Seahawks because Weird. they're a pretty straightforward team. Uh, Yo, Dylan, time out. Can we please take <laughs> Yo, Chris, that's what's up, man. Chris, I love you. We're on the screen right now. Luke, with verification, comes growing a mustache. If not possible, give you a check mark. Yo, I actually thought uh, for Twitter I should do a uh, I should do a no shave November for the first time in my life and just see what happens and post a picture every day to Twitter. I feel like this people. I oh, I'm on it. You got to just do the mustache, the Movember, and I. If you I feel, do, I mo- feel like my girlfriend might skin me if I did just the mustache. Look. She's gonna love it, and here's what no, here's the promise I'll make. No, she's not. Your Luke. wife doesn't even love it, right? Here's the promise I'll make you: we are not even doing, we are not doing on show guests during the season the this year. Season. If you grow a mustache, you can be on our Wednesday show and my Friday show in the last week of November. All that publicity. <laughs> I don't even know. Do it. <laughs> um. 
I'm good. I'm gonna do the no shave November thing though. I don't know about just the mustache, but we'll see. We call that we call that being a lazy dude when you get to me and Josh's age. <laughs> I'm now. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hate, but Luke, when's the last time you shaved? Just, uh, just yesterday. A question. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. You look like baby face. So I just want to make sure. Like yeah, I shaved yesterday. I do grow facial hair. I just um, okay. it's not like a ton of it. Like I, I do have like a the weird like patch like right here. Those like yeah. some, I can grow some nasty mutton chops. There you go. Uh, Gross. Yeah. What if I went with mutton? Life life tip: just keep shaving it. The more you shave it, the fuller it starts to grow in. Boom. Well, there we go. There you I'm go, Ryan. I'm the dad of the show. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I also, if you're still here, keep an, keep an eye out for November, then, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I also just want to point out to those who are throwing uh, shade or were upset that Luke got verified. You fuckers! Did you not see that Twitter put out something that anyone can get verified now? You just well, have to apply. Let's not go that part because it's not like Luke also doesn't hustle. Yeah, doesn't hustle yeah. his ass off. But yeah, like, do, but like he, I understand. Okay, like he deserves it. Who are more? Des- there are a ton of people more deserving. I did fill out the application though, that's and I got absolutely, yeah. That's what, you know what, Luke. I don't even want to get into this because I, I defended you on Twitter before, and I've I've shut some down, shut down some of the haters and DMs. But what I do want to get into is this: everybody who throws out the more deserving and likes to throw out the list of goat names, and they are great people, great names. We don't know if they filled out the application, so miss me with that's the bullshit. True. You don't even know what they're asking for, so let's just move on because it's a stupid topic. But congratulations on the blue. And it's just and here's the thing: it's just like filling out a resume, right? You have to fill out the resume to beat the bots. No different with the Twitter verification process. Exactly. I got to say, our team, the Bismarck Lark Supply for Twitter verification on Twitter and got denied. So I'd like to. I can't even get the Dynasty Nerds account verified. We have 29,000 followers. I I got denied, but I think it's because I applied too early. Uh, One of my articles was with the ballers and not with football guys. And they want your articles to be from the Uh same source, I believe. But it could just be that I'm not as cool as Luke. And I'm okay with that. No, I like. So the reason I got verified, I've been telling people this because I want to try to help people get verified if i can because you know okay. all about, about the homies um i do stuff with the fantasy pros news desk which is completely free but i fucking love doing it because it's awesome and i'm just a football nerd and i love doing the stuff for the big publications and getting outbreaking news and um i guess they're big enough because i i did the same thing and so did uh at combon nfl connor uh he did the same thing he just okay. got verified, i think this morning it was the same method you go in apply as a journalist the fantasy pros news desk articles we just use those three links and then the fantasy pros like website thing with our name on it to like verify who we were and it worked so oh. i'm gonna be the secret sauce if anyone does the awesome, Luke. But, yeah okay. i mean hey we got a little lucky out here in the streets i say i i can't apply for 11 more days but i'll figure it out is it usually <laughs> they, up for like two weeks now or like a month 30 thought, days yep yeah. oh wow i thought it was yeah. a week That's you know tough. what it is luke you know what it is Huh. He has a mustache. That's why I was going to say denied, that so. should have been instant oh. verification. They should have been like, I'm sorry, Mr. Mustache. You should have had this check mark a long time ago. And then I'm like, you're damn right. I should have Twitter. I don't know who I'm talking to at this point, but you're damn right. I should. There we go. Yeah. And look at that beard. He should want me to be verified. We could be best friends. We can. It could be. It could be. Okay. He's really weird, but he's rich. So I'll be his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not yeah, I really don't think Mark Zuckerberg is human, by the way. Just on another, just on another uh, little side rant. I'm yeah. with that. A little strange. Yeah. All right. Now on to Luke's Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers. Luke, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for everything I say about this team. Well, let me get a terrible towel real quick. Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm so happy they call it the terrible towels strictly because the team is terrible. I was going to say, Luke has no idea what he's in for. Joe, yeah, Luke, might, I don't, I don't Joe might be the biggest Steelers hater who is not also a Browns fan that I know. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah terrible. Yeah, a terrible team right there. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. What team are you a fan of, Joe? The Patriots. Oh, let's not get. Oh, this oh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you're 23 years old or 22. How old are you? I'll I better be get my. I better get the bell ready. You spoiled your entire life. Hey, I'm just glad I'm not part of it this time, right? Yeah. You're gonna yeah. hate your life, Joe. You're gonna hate your life for the next decade. How's that feel? You know, I'm not gonna hate it because I get to shit on every team in the NFL weekly. Yeah, I was gonna oh. say. I don't think Cowboys like fans hate their life, and they're still living off of championships from 15 oh, years ago. No, Cowboys, so. Cowboys fans hate their life. That that's is, 25, 25 years ago. My bad. That's so. that's a fact. If you if you saw Casey Kasem's face on our draft show, she hated that was her bad life when they chose my, uh, Micah Parsons. She hated it. It shouldn't have been because Micah Parsons is a great. It's pick. great, who, but who was on the board there that we that the Cowboys wanted? Any uh, receiver or, or other living, breathing. It was the corners that everybody wanted. Them to oh, take. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone thought they were going to get Yeah, like, but they all went before. Yeah. The they all went before. Everybody traded up ahead. I remember also, that. That was crazy, yeah. Yeah, any living, breathing human not named Micah Parsons or that wasn't a linebacker would have been a solid pick for that team. They oh, didn't need I'm, a linebacker. I, I, but, I also thought that Parsons was a good pick. It was just oh, Parsons, Parsons was a great pick. I say he was arguably he was definitely the highest graded defensive player. He just had the character issues, and he was yeah. a top three player in the draft probably. So a hundred percent, Dallas didn't need a linebacker. It, that, that's the only thing I'm getting at. It's like they didn't need a linebacker. Yeah, I mean like, they did, but like not as much as others. I mean they didn't need a wide receiver when they drafted C.D. Lamb either. Like that's what good teams do. Josh, you take the Josh, best player available. Josh C.D. Right. Lamb was compared to Jerry fucking Rice. <laughs> You could you could have Randy Moss, Jerry well, Rice. Where's Ziggy Lamb to Jerry Rice? I didn't see player it. profiler. Player, player profiler. Comp. Jerry terrible. Rice. That's terrible. Player profiler's not, comp for CD Lamb is not Jerry terrible. CD Lamb is God. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I just think that you should not compare any human being to Jerry Rice. Don't disagree. Did Did you hear Jerry Rice say if he played in today's NFL, his stats would double? Yeah. He would have yeah, when, when would have couldn't 43, touch him. He had 43,000 receiving yards. <laughs> Looking back on Jerry Rice's stats every once in a while, when I like when I made the uh, fantasy Jeopardy questions every week, I would always like look at like wide receiver stats of all time. I was like, dude, was Jerry Rice just like a god or something? Like god. I was not alive when Jerry Rice was playing. But one Luke. thing about Jerry Rice is not only did he have the talent, he was willing to work harder than everybody else. Yeah. His he also had the longevity, which would not last yeah. nowadays. That's also he, the problem too. He also had two of the greatest quarterbacks. Well, that's fair. Which I mean, yeah, him. a little bit of luck. Yeah, but he was doing it with mediocre quarterbacks too. I mean, Rich Gannon oh, sure. wasn't like. I mean, the thing is, Joe, if you look at, it, I mean, there's other quarter wide receivers who have had fantastic quarterbacks for their entire career, but he is so far and away like the greatest. Oh, wide he's ridiculous. Of all time, it's, yep. it's nuts. He's he's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just real quick, Luke, because add to your fantasy Jeopardy, which which is awesome. Uh, oh, you should add who's the only quarterback to <laughs> throw an it. interception in all in four different countries. Who is it? Is it Ben Roethlisberger? EJ Manuel. Oh. EJ, Manuel. yeah, EJ Manuel. He threw in in Canada, America, Mexico, and England. That's actually, fact, a fantastic stat. Next time I yeah. do, make that the QB survive. Yeah, there you go. Fun fact: He's only played one game in Canada, one game in Mexico, one game in England. That's all he interception. Needed, though, <laughs> well, my, my favorite QB stat of all time is that if um, 
Nathan Peterman would have had a better quarterback ratio. Uh, quarterback. No. He would have had a better QBR. If he if would have threw the ball, the ball into, the into the ground every single snap. I say Joe, Joe loves that too. So. That is insane. He could have thrown it at the ground every play. Yes. And what was- you don't even realize, Luke, is Joe has never told the EJ Manuel stat without leading into the Nathan Peterman yes. stat. Oh, so you have done time. it for him in this show. Every time. Also, also, I put Nathan Peterman on my list of 73 quarterbacks I'd rather have start over Cam Newton. And I strictly said, I know I'm going to lose with either quarterback. I just want to laugh at Nathan Peterman while it happens. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's fair, man. It's it's. I think it's a fair assessment. Hey, John Gruden loves him to Nathan Peterman. So. Oh, my God. Absolutely awful quarterback. Yes, All right. Upside, Ryan and Josh, you have Juju Smith-Schuster. Damn, that hurts. Don't love um, that. All ADP. All yeah. ADP. Uh, downside, Ryan, you have Najee Harris. Josh, you have Eric Ebron. Uh, Trustfall, you both have Deontay Johnson. Uh, Ricky to watch, both have Najee Harris. Uh, my sleeper, if Eric Ebron forgets where his hands are, which happens very often, Pat Fryermuth might have a couple good games. Um, and my IDP, there's actually, I, I actually do like the individual spots on this defense. I believe I highlighted Minka Fitzpatrick last year, so I didn't want to highlight him again this year. Um, the obvious one is TJ Watt, obviously not going to do that. Um, Devin Bush is good too, but Stefan to it, no one talks about ever. No one ever. Underrated. Very underrated. He's only 28 too. I feel like he's been in the league forever. He's only 28 years old. So still in the prime of his career. Very good at everything. He doesn't really excel at one thing. He's just really well-rounded. Probably gets you five or six sacks, but will rake in the tackles as well in the run stop. And he's been known to drop into pass coverage every once in a while and bat a few passes down. So if you have passes defense stat, um, he may get one or two of those throughout the season. So again, those are are like little throw-in specials that you sometimes get. Kind of reminds you of Cam Hayward, right? I want to throw... Very similar trajectory. Yes, but Cam Hayward is like 50 pounds heavier and about no, much, much. Bigger. But the point I'm getting at is, is like, he's a defensive end that's trapped in the three, four, that doesn't get the type of recognition yeah. that normal. They both can do it. Yeah. They both can do it all really yeah. well, but they Definitely. don't really like truly excel at anything like crazy, like crazy. Well, two, it's more of a, a run guy. And, uh, it was more of a pass, more pass. Here, but they're both, they're both very balanced, all very well-rounded three, four. And, I want yeah. to throw one more quick IDP thing out just because I had to do the research this week because I drafted him. TJ Watt, if you are playing in a league with this, it's it's taking over the world right now, the IDP one, two, three scoring, and he has defensive line eligibility. Oh. TJ Watt is like Travis Kelsey in defensive line, line and he is willing here he, he's worth reaching for to where i've been getting landing him routinely in the fifth round of the mocks i was doing and i just landed him in the fifth round he's going to score 90 to 100 points more than the next defensive lineman in that same scoring so if you compare him with travis kelsey you're going to make the playoffs but if you miss on travis kelsey tj watt offers that same thing on defense so that's nasty It'd yeah. be like giving Travis Kelsey tight end eligibility if he was a wide receiver. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. So. True. Yeah. True. What what is gross? Yeah, no, yep. definitely. And Rob's defensive player of the year two years in a row. Yeah, and it's it's mostly too if it's if it's a sack heavy league. Um don't don't take TJ. Yeah, Watt I say it's very specific scoring. Now TJ yes. Watt is still gonna be a solid defensive lineman, but he doesn't provide that upside. This this IDP one two three and then here's another thing I've learned: if you're running your app on sl- your league on sleeper, sleeper does not 
count in the projections and we shouldn't be leaning on projections anyway, but in the projections, sleeper does not count QB hits passes defended or one other thing I can't think of right now that are all counted in the IDP one tackles for loss. So it looks like TJ Watt is only going to score 210 points. The same as every other defensive end TJ Watt hit the quarterback 42 times last year, 35 times the year before that most defensive linemen don't get that stat above 20. That's a huge bump in scoring right there. So yeah, TJ Watt will be gross this year. Yep. All right. Luke, your two players, Eric Ebron, Chase Claypool, take it away. Players to watch. Yes. So Eric Ebron, uh, with the addition of Pat Fryermuth, uh, it's just going to be seeing the relationship between the two there. I do think that is going to be Eric Ebron this season. Uh, Ebron's contract is up this offseason, and he's probably going to hit the door. And Pat Fryermuth is going to be the tight end of the future. Hopefully, if he's good, he better be good. Uh, and then Chase Claypool, I I seriously I, – I try to stay as non-biased as possible in my takes in every way possible. But Chase Claypool seriously showed, like, superstar-level potential to me last season when I watched him on the field. As an NFL player, I just think that he is a touchdown machine. He's extremely athletic. He's a lot better of a route runner than I thought he was going to be. He was getting like Evan Ingram comps coming out. Like some people thought he was going to convert to a tight end. Uh, He's not that way at all. Um, He's very much a wide receiver. I think he's just a dominant outside wide receiver. Last season, a lot of people don't know this. The reason he tapered off in the middle of the year uh, was because the Steelers' moronic offensive coordinator last season, Randy Feekner, really believes in the rookie wall. So he decided to really decrease his snap percentages halfway through the season. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, towards the last couple of games of the year, they, they brought it back up again and he was fantastic. Um, it's all about when they needed the play last year, when Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron had the major case of the drop skis, they went to chase Claypool and it worked. I mean, they were losing games towards the end. So obviously it was a little, a little bit more messy, but I think that Claypool of the three wide receivers this season has the biggest chance to have a true breakout. Um, the highest percentage chance I'd say of the guys to like crack, like a top 12 finish. I think it's Claypool. If everything goes the right way for him. Um, I think Deontay is the target guy and Claypool is the touchdown guy uh, for the offense. I think it's a bit of an off brands, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin kind of situation for fantasy. And well, obviously the juju's there, which kind of makes things weird. But um, I think that Claypool could have a lot of things go his way this season. That's all I'm saying. Um, going back into your guys' picks here, upside at ADP, I think Juju is a great pick. Upside in general, I think Claypool's the man this year uh, for like swing for the fences upside. But I think I, I well, isn't Claypool going ahead of Juju? Yeah, twenty. Yes. I mean, it's not much. Not like that, I mean, that's that's really that was my point with Juju. Like, yeah, I don't have them very different in terms of like my projections. Um, I, I have all three of them over a hundred targets, and I have. Um, uh, I just have Claypool with less receptions because his catch percentage is lower. For sure. It's like the that, touchdowns that was really my biggest thing. I say it was the touchdowns that terrify me. Um, he scored 11 touchdowns on 72 touches last year, which is insane. Yeah, yeah but look at, look at when he scored those touchdowns. A lot of them came really early in those packages where they were using him as a tight end. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I hate him. Because Claypool is going to take all the touchdowns. The he, the two weeks where I called Ebron as my stream of the week at tight end were Claypool's two big touchdown weeks. So interesting. Uh, That's and, funny. And one of them was against the Philadelphia Eagles for exactly four of those eleven we touchdowns. We could not go to five to save our could've lives been, last year. Yeah, should have been five, wasn't it? There was a should've PI call or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, should have been five. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. We're. I, we're. Claypool has the biggest 
uh, breakout chance. But I do agree yeah. that at his ADP, Juju is an absolute steal. Yeah, we we went too far on Juju. I I think I mean the big I first of all. There was a tweet out today, and shit, Luke, it could have been one of your tweets. I didn't see which account tweeted it, that if we went too far on the big Ben hate, and I don't think that we have. I mean, he is going off at like oh, yeah. low 20s quarterback, but last year he was barely a top 15 quarterback while supporting these three wide receivers. He's got to prove it before you're drafting the guy. So, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody ben. talks about Bridgewater. Like, oh, he supported three top 25 guys and he was completely average, like wasn't even a top 15 guy. So like, it's still possible to not be a top 15 quarterback and support three top 25 wide receivers. Yeah, for sure. I That's the thing. I was like, I think that Ben will produce enough. I mean, watching him all last season, I think Ben had a good year until the very end, which was just weird. I, I really think that the new offense will do a lot of good for this team because Here's what happened. I tell everyone this story every single time I talk about the Steelers on any show. Everyone knows this happened. So the entire year, they kind of ran the same offense, the same kind of scheme, the same concept, deacon dunk down the field. They ran a lot of the same play designs. They had a dead last in the NFL in play action. They were dead last in the NFL in motion pre-snap. So it was very, very bland and generic. The deep ball was not clicking very well. They played the Washington football team late in the season. They barely came out. Sorry, they played the Baltimore Ravens deep in the season last year. They barely came out with a win. Yeah, they did. They lost. They played the Baltimore Ravens. They barely beat them. The next week, they played the Washington football team, and they lost. After the game, Chase Young said to reporters that the Baltimore Ravens exposed the Steelers' offense. And then from that point out, every single day – sorry, not every single day. Every single game after that, they struggled on offense because the deep, the defense they went up against figured out their offense. And after have that, you, they just didn't change it. They were calling the, Have you seen the TikTok video of the, like, yes. it was a fan where if you look at Roethlisberger's feet, you can tell pre-snap if it's a run or a pass. Like, he, no, gets, that. Yeah, he gets on his right tiptoe. Right, his right foot is up if it's a pass. If it's and... a pass, because he's getting ready to fall back. And I'm wondering if that's not a product of years of injuries and shit where he, because as someone who has knee problems, there are things where I have to like preset my leg to get ready to do. And I'm wondering if Roethlisberger is in a, a similar-esque situation. Now, it can might he fix it, I would imagine, but it'll be interesting to see. Well, so. now that it's been brought to his attention, it would make sense to like work around those I, issues. But... I also really just think that the, the addition of Najee Harris cannot be understated for the Steelers. And, the okay, the offensive line is getting a lot of questions for the Steelers, and I think it's going to be an issue. I don't think they're going to be great, but I seriously cannot think they can do worse than last season. I watched every single snap of every single game of that team. Their run blocking was – I probably could have done just as good a job as their right guard every once in a while. <laughs> I'm not joking. They were terrible. They couldn't run the ball on third and inches. Like, we are, like, first and goal. We pounded the ball up the middle, three runs in a row, couldn't get in. Like that happened so many times. They had like the worst short yardage game in the NFL. I just don't think it can get worse. It was such a strange phenomenon with their offensive line last year because they were like top five or even top three in pass block rating, but they were dead last in run. I just think the age of the offensive line had to do a huge part with how inefficient they were on the grounds. And getting a guy like Zach Banner back, who's this giant meat of a man at right tackle. Uh, I think it's going to be good for the running game. And they just have a bunch of young dudes. And I just think that the young dudes, even though they're new as a unit, can't do much worse as a run blocking squad. And I really think that Najee 
is uh, going to just really I was going to say run blocking tends to come first. It's the pass blocking where you have to worry about the young players because there's so many things to worry about. But sure. if you know where you're trying to run and you can push a dude around, you could probably be a pretty good run blocker. So, Absolutely. All right, so we got, we got a few things to fly through here before we got to let Luke go. First thing is a question from Samuel, and then the last thing we'll get to is something on Chase Claypool. Um, Sam said he traded Montgomery for Mark Andrews because he needed a tight end and was stacked on running back. It is a PPR. His other running backs are Cam Akers, Austin Eckler, and Jonathan Taylor. Oh, is yeah. this a dynasty, I guess, is my question, or is this like an that early would be my guess, type yeah. league? Okay. So, That's a great trade, in my opinion. He has three yeah. very, very good running backs. I think this is Yeah, a, I mean, you're, straight, you're trading a strength for a weakness. I, I don't hate that at all, especially when you have the depth. First of all, back. great job building your running back roster because that's oh, exactly yeah, what yeah. you want. Because if you look at where those guys came out, Eckler, Eckler blew up, what, three years ago? And then two years ago was Montgomery coming into the league. A year ago, Jonathan it's a Taylor. Sorry, just real oh, quick. Oh, it is redraft. Okay, how many I, are I you keeping? Or has this draft already happened and you're just trading before the season? I, all, all I know is, how the fuck did you get those four running backs in redraft? Yeah. What's the ADP there? You'd had to go Taylor in the one. Taylor. Maybe. I mean, Akers it could very well be a situation. Like, we, we all talk about two. how Akers' ADP has skyrocketed. It could very well be just. He drafted early like, enough. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, well, because you would have had to go Taylor one. Oh, he's he's already done other trades. Now we now I get there you go it. before okay. season. Okay, so there it goes. That's it's interesting. But yeah, no, you you like yeah. That's that's a good. Trade. I don't I don't hate that trade at all. No, I, mean, no. I, think, I, I think there's definitely some though. risk with Acres because there's so much unknown there. I love but it. I yeah. love Taylor. I love the upside of Eckler, and I think Acres. I'm not, I'm gonna play 100% contrarian in a 10 man league. I would rather have Montgomery. Uh, there's tight ends out there you can build in a 10 man league that can equal Mark Andrews. So I'm gonna stop being a hater, Ryan. God, I, it's it's a great trade. I'm not a complete Mark Andrews hater, but in a 10 man league, I hold on to running depth, running back depth for my life to make sure nobody else gets well, it. You're right. I think I I disagree with your disagreement because I think that if it's a typical one flex. If it's a one flex league, you're going to be starting every week. You're going to have two stud running backs and then a stud flex. And then if you really have a consistent tight end with Andrews, I think it's fair. I don't know. I do. I would rather, first of all, I barely consider Andrews a consistent tight end. But here's the one thing that nobody looks at in that is if you have Montgomery rotting on your bench, he's not starting for another team that week. So true. That's true. That's true. He said Akers went uh, middle of the third round, 305 okay. in his draft. All right, the last thing I want to get to in the last six minutes here. Yep. Would you rather with Chase Claypool? Because Ooh, let's do it. one. Because th- this this one's interesting. So this is wide receiver three. Because okay. Chase Claypool is going wide receiver twenty eight. So this is who do you want as your wide receiver three? Let's presume this guy is starting in your flex spot every week. This is I mean, this most is your standard leagues too. You're you're starting you're, three, it's three anymore. Also. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. So let yeah. Let's you you are starting this guy every week in theory. At wide receiver twenty eight, Chase Claypool. Wide receiver twenty six, Jamar Chase or Chase Claypool, Luke. Chase by far. Josh. Yeah, I would go Chase. Ryan. I I would also go Chase, but I'm just wait. Hold on, which. Ch- I would go Jamar Chase. Is that who you're saying as well, yes. Luke? Yeah, you said Jamar. Yeah. It's just shocking to me how quickly you answered that because I thought Claypool with your loving him would have been. Oh, but anyway, go ahead. I love Claypool, but I also love Jamar, and I, I take the rookie upside my wide receiver. Today. Okay, that's fine. All right, 28 is Claypool, 27, Odell Beckham Jr. or Chase Claypool, Luke? 
Claypool by far. OBJ is off my board this season. Josh. I have OBJ ranked higher. Ryan. I am chasing the dragon on OBJ, but I do have Claypool ranked higher. Uh, I would pass in this situation, but <laughs> for the sake of the game. The injury Claypool. risk of OBJ just petrifies me. I'm, I'm just going to pass. It's not even the injury risk. It's the fact that he sucks in that offense. That's that's yeah. the whole. Yeah, he really has not been good. He could play 16 all. games and not even yeah. be a top 30 wide receiver. Yeah, I don't know. Just and he's like rolling. I don't even know. OBJ sucks. That's all I say. <laughs> that's a, yeah, it's tough. All right, Chase Claypool's 28-29. T. Higgins or Chase Claypool? Luke. That one's tough for me. A wide receiver three. Hmm. I'm going to go. Oh, that's hard. I'm going to go Higgins just because I feel like he'll have more weekly consistency. Josh. I have Higgins above Chase. So, like, as in Jamar Chase. So, okay. give me Ryan. So, just, I actually have Higgins one spot ahead, but because I know I am projecting Claypool at his floor and Higgins probably at his ceiling, I would go with Claypool. So, interesting. I like it. T, T. Higgins. I want all the T. Higgins this T. year. Give T. Me T. All Higgins, T. Higgins to the moon. It's Jamar Chase season, baby. Higgins is on my SFB team, so I'm T. all about Higgins, Higgins this so, year. So he's terrible. <laughs> oh, I love my Scott. <laughs> team. I'm going to flex my Scott Fishbowl team here in a minute because I love my Scott Fishbowl team. All right. Really um, and then wide receiver 30. Would you rather chase Claypool or Cortland Sutton? Luke. Ooh, Sutton smash. Josh. Same Sutton. Ryan. I hate Cortland Sutton. Chase Claypool. Oh, well, get off my show. Well, <laughs> well Ryan. Court, for, for the record. Overhyped completely. But for the record, no. Cortland Sutton. Um, and I wanted to play that game to specifically point out three of the four names listed of the smart people on this show said that they would rather all those names over Chase Claypool. Interesting. I'm I'm just saying, like, where Claypool's going, not a good spot. But if you go a little further down to guys like DJ Chark, Robbie Anderson, yeah, Brandon Cooks, you could convince me at that well, point. Well, saying he belongs yeah, pretty firmly above those guys. It's almost like there's a tear break right there, and Claypool is the tear break. So yes. Yeah. So, but again, like those guys like Anderson, Cooks, Chark, they're going two and a half rounds or two rounds later than Chase Claypool. So. Yeah, you would definitely have me thinking if if I was looking at those three guys on the board. I'd be like, hmm, who do I want to go with? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Luke, flex your team real quick. Flex my team, Scott Fishbowl. Here we go. Let's do I, it. Uh, my, at quarterback, I have Mahomes and Brady yeah. and Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. So I'm locking up Denver as well for QB3. Uh, yeah, Locke too. I got him as my QB4. <laughs> what? Nice. Here's your QB3. Watson. Interesting. I don't think he's going to play this year, personally. Yeah. Um, so, Locke is my QB3 then. Cool. Yeah, I like LFG. it. LFG at, at running back, I have uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, and James Conner. At wide receiver, I have Jamar Chase, Chase Claypool, Corey Davis, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, and Armand Ross St. Brown. Oh, Deontay. I, I got to say, it's bold of you to go the zero RB route with uh, with your team right there. Oh, yeah. I stacked, I stacked heavy on quarterback and running back early. I went Mahomes, then Brady. Then uh, Clyde was a layer, then Dobbins, and then I went Jacobs and Evans, and then I pounded some wide receivers in a row. And then at tight end, I waited on tight end for a little while. I love uh, this guy at value this year. I think he's going to get a lot of targets for how much they paid him. I, I, uh, John U. Smith. And I also took a flyer late on Jack Doyle. A tight end one, baby. I say, yeah, you are uh, 
you're in the right company for Johnny Smith love. Love Johnny. So. They paid him so much money. Anyway, and then at kickers, I got Young Way Koo and Ryan Sucka. Oh, Josh has Young Way Koo as well. 110. <laughs> do we want to let Luke do his own quick outro, let him yes. go, and then yes. we can do our Luke, own Luke, you have so your 30-second elevator pitch. Go. Woo! Okay. Um, follow me on Twitter. I do literally everything. I post microwave nacho <laughs> pictures and give my analysis on movie theater ice cream takes that end up me getting verified half an hour later. Um, also, yeah, I'm verified if you – if that matters to you, if you have, uh, if you're a shallow person, come follow me. Um, anyway, I have my own new podcast that is fun. It's not as fun as this one, but I have sound effects, so that's oh, interesting. Oh, come on, uh, come on, come bro. over and check me out. It's uh, it's at Hooked on Fantasy. It's actually not on Twitter. I don't know what I said at, but the podcast name is Hooked on Fantasy. So follow me there. Goodbye. Wow, <laughs> nailed it. Just nailed in it. time. Go to your Love. next thing. Thank you. Love so you, buddy, much. man. Yep. Thanks, bud. Thank Love you, you guys. coming on the show, later, Luke. We'll Appreciate see you later. It. All right, okay. that. That is <laughs> that is Luke Sawhook, the host of the Hooked on Fantasy podcast. He does Fantasy yeah. Jeopardy. He does everything. Um, so big thank you to Luke for coming on this week. That's um, a hustler, man. He is. And just real quick to answer Samuel's question, Joss, I know you. I know you answered it, saying you love them both. Uh, we all love A Rob and McLaurin. Um, just with Terry McLaurin, his ADP is kind of high. For well, at this point, both, I would assume they're on his team. Yeah, if you have them, you've tried. done great. Oh, then you're Allen fine. Allen Robinson Absolutely. is a wide receiver one. Terry McLaurin is at a worst wide. a wide receiver two. You, you've yeah. done what you're supposed yeah. to do. So, yep, yeah. very good. And Absolutely. Luke even has Terry McLaurin as wide receiver six. So yeah. just to give yeah. you Luke's thoughts Love on team. Again, do not hate McLaurin. Hate the ADP. Don't know what you paid yeah. for him, but Allen Robinson and Terry McLaurin are a good group. So yeah. All right. So next week. We will be talking the Los Angeles Rams, the Cleveland Browns, and Baltimore Ravens. Damn, it's going to be a lot harder to crap on. Well, the Ravens are easy to crap on, but <laughs> a lot harder to shit on these teams. Um, we also have three more shows before our Women of Fantasy Football begins next week, including one of those three. The guests will be announced here in the coming weeks, and trust me, people, you do not want to... Um, Some fire guests! I am so freaking excited. Yes, you, you do not want to miss that. Um, so, And also, if you missed any of the team previews as well, they're also in written form on the website, clubfantasyffl.com. Shout I, out really quick to Chris Molina for his Titans article. and His, to his first article of uh, preseason. <laughs> yep, and to our Hush. fill-in co-host over this offseason, Hutch wrote about today's Seattle Seahawks. So kudos to both of them. Both of the articles are great. Head over to clubfantasyffl.com and check both of them out. Uh, all right, and I have been told to kick it over to Mustache Man to talk about guests next week. Well, we're talking the Browns next week, and we're already leading into our Women of Fantasy show. So I follow a group on Twitter called Girl Gang CLE. Collectively, it is Brittany, Brianna, and Meredith, three ladies who know the Browns and know football. So we are going to have them on the show next week to pre-kickoff Women of Fantasy football while we talk the Browns. So. Love it. Girl Gang CLE. I assume it's Girl Gang Cleveland. That would yeah. be my guess. Thank, thank you, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Captain Obvious at right, your service. <laughs> right over my fucking head with that one. Thank you, Josh. Jeez. I'm, you know, you know, everyone, I'm glad we have Josh in the show to point yeah, out the fucking God. obvious. My God. <laughs> okay. So. And girl, if, you think, if you think our normal shows are chaos, if all goes well, there will be <laughs> six of us 
on this show next week. Fucking yeah, do, bananas. Do I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta behave next week if there's, well, actually, I'm basically playing like train conductor at that point. You if are. There's six people yep. on the show. Yep. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, you handled gonna... our draft coverage with ten exactly. people on board. You'll be fine, Joe. I'll be coming back from the All Star game in Mankato that day, so I may just be sliding right under the uh, right under the gun for a Where is Mankato? Eight hours from me. Okay. Jesus. In Minnesota. Um, Do I need to call Luke or Hutch the host? <laughs> maybe have him on standby. Might not, be, might not be the worst idea. Maybe have him on standby. Um, but I, I'm probably leaving Mankato like 7 a.m. on Wednesday, so I should be back in time, if all, all if all right. goes well. I drive 95 on the highway, so what, if any uh, cops are listening that are gonna be in between Bismarck and Mankato during uh, July 19th, no. we got a show to do, damn it. Yeah, you heard nothing. Um, if you know, if, if you're a fan, I'll I'll sign something for you. I'll be on my way. That's fine. That's right. Yeah, all all those all those big fans that are looking for the Joe Sol- Joe Zolo signature. Out Cops there. don't pull me over because I have a mustache. They assume I'm one of them. It's also because you're carrying donuts, is my assumption as well. Or... <laughs> I literally do not know the last time I had a donut, you dick. <laughs> Damn, that was rough. <laughs> I, wanna, I want a donut so bad now. <laughs> I I love donuts. We have a we have a we have a donut. We have a bakery sponsor. So oh, the mm. show needs a bakery sponsor. Donuts on demand. <laughs> I'll gain back the weight if we get a donut sponsor. So fuck I it. will not. <laughs> I will not. The water cancels out the donuts. I love it. Well, if I knew that, I'd be eating donuts for the last three months. But <laughs> all right, one more time to wrap up next week's show. With Girl Gang CLE, in case you didn't know, CLE stands for Cleveland. Cleveland. They are Browns fans. Yes, stands for (laughs) CLE, stands for Cleveland. Uh, They'll be joining us to talk the Cleveland Browns, Los Angeles Rams, and the Baltimore Ravens. If we're lucky, we get all three of them on, which is going to be awesome. Um, Women of Fantasy Football starts in three weeks. We have a crap ton of raffle items, crap ton of awesome guests, um, all hosted by uh, Lauren Carpenter and Faith, who are going to be awesome this year. We're very excited. Be sure to check out Club Fantasy FFL for all the look inside team previews. And you can follow Club Fantasy on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is clubfantasyffl.com. Always remember, defense wins championships, offense wins fantasy football. Join us same time, same place next week. Whether you be on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, or Twitch, we love you all. And we will see you next week. <laughs>